Welcome back to the Puma Podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Puma. And on this podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, in this series, we're going over the names of God. And alas, this is the last name of God that we're talking about. There are more names of God, but this is... There, there are more in yeah, the Bible. But... There's a lot. Um, this is the 10th name of God, the 11th episode. Yeah, so guys, thank you so much for coming along with us and for, yeah, joining us in this journey. Oh, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Puma, for sharing what God's taught you and honestly just what's in His Word. Yeah, God's Word is just, yeah, it's so rich, so deep. So let's dive into this last name. Well, this last name is one that probably many people have heard before. Um, back in the mid-1980s, Amy Grant, artist, made this kind of name really popular with the title mm. of the song. Do you have an idea what it might be? Uh, I do because I, I know the word, but I don't know the song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Yeah, it just, I mean, you know, I, I've got the song in my head. I mean, <laughs> you know, back uh, in the mid-'80s and that came out, and I you know, remember listening to that song, and it's like, yeah, it's a cool name. I have no idea what it means. Even in the song, you know, the, you know, El Shaddai and El Elyon and Adonai has some of these other names in it, but they were just like words, like cool words, like El Shaddai, which is kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, same, yeah, but, sounds but it cool. had no no meaning or no relevancy to, it was, it's a good song, so that, that's kind of what it was to me. Actually, looking in the Bible and looking at this particular name of God uh, really has developed a really richness for me, just kind of thinking through like all the names of God. So our key theme verse for, you know, the series is Psalm 910. Yeah, you know, I'm actually curious if those who are listening probably can say it with us. So yeah, if you're listening, you know this verse, Psalm 910. Psalm 910. Say it with us here. Yep. So those, those who, who know, know your, your name, name will trust in you. For you, Lord. Have never forsaken. Those who seek you. Psalm 910. Psalm 910. Yeah, those who know your name will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken uh, those who seek you. Yeah, and some of the names of God that we've looked at over the you know our time together we started with uh, Yahweh looking at that first name uh, it was God's personal covenant name that he gave to to Israel back when Moses was at the burning bush I am is in, in English Yahweh the self-existing one it really really uh, shared for uh, Moses for the people of Israel that God was a personal God. He's relational. Um, he's he's knowable. He's not just the God of our forefathers, but he's a God who wants this personal, intimate relationship with us. And we had talked way back when we first started, like when someone shares their name, they're actually inviting hmm. us into a relationship. Right. Yeah, I talked to somebody at Walmart, or I'm just out and about, and you know, I'm walking, and I, I pass somebody. Walking in a park, I pass someone, I might say hi, or you might you know, give some information. Someone says, oh, yeah, where did you find those those apples, I mean, or whatever. <laughs> so you have this conversation at the mm-hmm. grocery store. Or, you know, I have a T-shirt on, and you know, I have like a T-shirt that has the Buffalo Bills on it. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, you're a Bills fan? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, go Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah." All right. So that's just an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. But when I start talking to somebody, oh, you're you're from Buffalo? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Buffalo too. We start having a conversation, and after a few minutes, they say, "Hey, my name is such and such." Mm-hmm. At that point, they are inviting you into a relationship and you are either going to accept that by sharing your name back or, you know, but sharing a name is is something personal. 
Mm-hmm. So when God shared his name, Yahweh, with his people, it was like, I am your personal God. So we looked at Yahweh. We also uh, looked at Jehovah Rohi, and that is the Lord is my shepherd. And, you know, one of the many things that God wants to communicate with that particular name is that he is a loving and a caring God. He he wants to take care of us. He he wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. Another name of God that we looked at was uh, Jehovah Rapha, and that was no sure that was yeah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Yeah, the Lord who heals, the one who heals, not just physical healing, but but spiritual healing. And with, with that name, God's also communicating that He is a, a loving God, again mm-hmm. a caring God, um, and a merciful God. Another one we looked at was Jehovah Sidkenu. That was the fun Sidkenu, one. Sidkenu, yes, with the T, right? With the T, fun spelling, <laughs> yeah. Sidkenu. And do you remember what that one was? Yeah, that that was, for me, I think one that stuck out the most in this series, but the Lord, our righteousness. And it even referenced to Jesus. Um, a lot of similarities when looking both at the New Testament and Old Testament with this name. Yeah, the Lord, our righteousness. Yeah, the Lord, our righteousness. And back in, in Jeremiah, God had promised that a, a king who was going to be not just a, a good king, but one that was going to be right and bring righteousness. And, mm-hmm. and we looked at uh, yeah many verses, even in the New Testament. So you have Second Corinthians um, 5.21, where it says, He who had no sin, talking about Jesus, became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah, you know, all these names of God all tie directly to Jesus of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, when God is communicating to us who he is, it's not just a bunch of random names or ideas, but it's actually God's telling us who he is through the different names. And we see those in the person of Jesus in the mm-hmm. New Testament. I mean, Jesus is, you know, the the God who we have relationship with. He is a shepherd. He is the one who heals. Um, he is our righteousness. Another name we looked at was Jehovah uh, Jireh, and that is the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. Looked at uh, Genesis 22, where God was testing uh, Abraham, you know, to sacrifice his son Isaac, the son of promise. And, you know, with, with that name, Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. And so that was on Mount Moriah, where the, the temple is built in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That was the mountain the Lord told him to go. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things there is that God is a giving God, a generous God. Uh, he, he sustains, provides uh, what is needed and what is necessary. And God wants us to know that this is who he is. He's a God who will always provide what we need, when we need it, how we need it. Mm-hmm. Another one that we looked at was Adonai. That is uh, the great God or Almighty. He's the, the Lord Master. Talks about God's um, omnipotence, you know, his power, um, his might. Another one we looked at was Elohim back in Genesis 1. And that was really the first name of God. Uh, El, singular, Elohim, plural. Uh, that God is the all-powerful creator. Again, mm-hmm. talking about God's power, but also that he is the creator, uh, that he's a creative God, um, that he's also the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, another one we looked at uh, was El Elyon, and uh, that was God Most High. Yeah. Um, the God who is not high, but the Most High, like the Supreme. He's worthy of all worship. He's worthy of all of our allegiance, that um, he is in total control to, to be supreme. He reigns supreme. Another one we looked at last time was El Roy. That was with uh, Hagar in Genesis uh, 16. She was the handmaiden of Sarah, 
uh, Abraham's wife and, you know, just the whole circumstance there where, you know, she got pregnant and she ran away and she called God Elroy, the God who sees me. And, mm-hmm. you know, through that we learned you know, that God is a God who is omnipresent, um, omniscient. He knows, he said that he, he saw her, he heard her, he cared about her, that no one is insignificant to mm-hmm. the loving care of God, that he sees us, he sees where we are, he sees what's going on. And uh, really just that whole personal touch. And so all these names of God all kind of form a, a big picture of who God is, which kind of leads us to our last name today, which is El Shaddai. So, El Shaddai. Mm-hmm. So do you have an idea where El Shaddai comes from or where, where that's at? <laughs> you know, I think a lot of these names just somehow are always in Genesis. So I'm going to guess Genesis, but no, I don't know. Yeah, Genesis is good. Yeah, Genesis is good. A lot of, a lot of the names, um, not all of them, but... Uh, a lot of them, you know, in Genesis. Really following uh, Genesis 16, where uh, God is called El Roy, where Hagar calls him El Roy, she goes back to Abraham and, and Sarah, and they're not even, it's, his name is still Abram, and her name is Sarai at the time still. God hadn't changed her name yet. And at uh, the end of chapter 16 in Genesis, it says that Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Hmm. The very next verse, which is, Genesis 17, 1, it says when Abraham was 99 years old. Whoa. Boom. Between two verses, you have... Yeah, a lot of years. You have 13, 13 years. Yeah. Th- 13 years. Yeah. And, you know, Ishmael, the, the son of Abraham and, and Hagar, he was Abraham's son, but he was not the son of promise. Mm-hmm. He was not the son through whom God was going to rescue the nations, redeem the world, the, the son of the covenant promise. And so he was Abraham's son, but, you know, yet he's 86 years old, and 13 years later, he's 99 years old, and he still just has Ishmael. Yeah, right. He doesn't have his own, yeah, promised kid. He had a, promise kid. just a kid with Hagar. Yeah, a, a promised kid, and not just a promised kid from his own body, but the promised kid through Abraham and Sarah. And so uh, the Lord appears to him. Genesis 17, 1, and says, uh, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Hmm. So what is El El Shaddai? It It was a name that God used of himself. You know, some of the names, like the the previous one, El Roy, you know, that was a name that Hagar called God. Like mm-hmm. when God mm-hmm. saw her, she called him the God who sees. Right. Here, God is coming to Abraham, and God calls himself mm-hmm. El Shaddai. He says, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Now, why would that be a comforting name for Abraham? I think mm-hmm. at this point. So the previous verse, he's 86 years old. The next verse, he's 99. Mm-hmm. And God comes to him and says, hey, a- Abram, <laughs> A, you know Abraham, uh, Abram at the time. He says, "I, I am, I am God Almighty." Hmm. Well, I mean, he's almost a hundred years old. You know, he he was given this promise. Wow, how many years did God tell Abram this promise? Yeah, so it's been uh, twenty-four years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to wait for your birthday when you're a kid, or <laughs> to wait for Christmas, even wait to you know to find a spouse, but to be promised by the God of the universe and then have to wait almost a quarter of a century. I think if I were Abraham and I heard God tell me, hey, I am El Shaddai, the Almighty, 
I mean, I like to say I believe him. I also would be very discouraged. So it would be comforting to know that God is still there. He still sees me. Mm-hmm. Um, going back again, you know, to, to El Roy, but he, God still sees and, and knows where Abraham is at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they were impatient like we are impatient. I mean, I mean, they had to wait for for things. That's true. Um, you know, back then, I mean, today I think we are so impatient. I mean, I, mm. you know, my phone buzzing in my pocket and I'm sure before this podcast is over, I'll get a second buzz because I haven't <laughs> responded right away. That, I mean, how impatient we are as far as we want things right, right That's away. That's true. We're pretty instant in this yeah, culture. Yeah, pr- pretty instant. But, you know, when God comes to, to Abram and says, hey, you know, I'm going to choose you and your descendants should be as numerous as the the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great. You know, you're going to have have many, many children and descendants. It's like, well, great. Yeah, I can wait a year or two <laughs> years or you know, a couple of years. Maybe a decade. And he was 75 years old when God came to him, and Sarah was 65. Right. And they're like, okay, well, you know what? I guess that's going to happen pretty soon because we're, we're not getting any younger, right? So, and they waited. And that was what happened in the previous chapter with, with Hagar, Sarah's like, wow, you know, it's been, uh, how long has it been, God? It's been, hmm. you know, over a decade, and I'm not getting any younger, and, you know, I'm not sure I really can even do this anymore, so I'm going to fulfill yeah. your promise in my own way. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Ishmael is born, and so now it's 13 years later after that. Hmm. God comes to Abraham and says, I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. And it's interesting because he, he says to him, I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. And in Genesis 17, there's a whole lot in, in this particular chapter, but this is the chapter where God changes Abraham's name. He goes from Abram, which means exalted father, to Abraham, the father of many nations. Hmm. So it's not just he's going to be a great father, but God changed his name to highlight that he is El Shaddai, he's the Almighty God, in in a, in a way that he is sufficient for what Abraham needs, and that's kind of one of the underlying meanings of, of El Shaddai is the sufficiency of God. Mm, that God okay. is God is what he needs and all he needs, and if God says you are going to have a son, God is sufficient to make sure that it happens, no matter how old you are. Mm. And one of the ways that God confirm that to him. He changed his name. You're no longer going to be exalted father. You are going to be the father of many nations. In fact, he goes on um, in verse six, he says, I'll make you very fruitful. Mm. I mean, make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. Mm. So wow. is he, this uh, sufficiency of El Shaddai and the idea that he will um, increase, make, make you greatly fruitful and increase your numbers. Interesting when he, um, God came to Abraham's, you know, son and grandson, like, like Jacob, you know, back in, um, you know, chapter 35 of Genesis and says the same thing. I'm El Shaddai and I will greatly increase your numbers. And so part of the, the sufficiency of El Shaddai is that he is going to supply exactly what is needed. He is sufficient you don't have to take matters into your own hands. He's going to take care of it. And, and is Abraham real, willing to trust? He also, in chapter 17 of Genesis, changes Sarai's name to Sarah, which mm-hmm. is kind of a slight slight change. And really the meaning didn't even really change, kind of princess, but more she was going to be the princess who 
is the mother of of kings. Mm. And so in chapter 17, he says, no, she is going to be the mother of the promised one. Right. All right. And, and for her, with her own kid, not just with Hagar. Right. She's the mother of yeah. her own kid, which hasn't come yet. Yeah. You know, in verse uh, 15, God, you know, says, for your wife, Sarai, uh, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah, and I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. Mm. So he's almost 100 years old. She's almost 90 years old. Right. And it's interesting because in verse 17, Abraham kind of laughs at that. <laughs> he, like, mm. he like, you know, laughs. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible because we're not dealing with any God. We're dealing with El Shaddai. Mm. The one who's sufficient the, to the, make the, good on his promise. The Almighty who is going, you know, to supply and, and, and do what is necessary. Um, mm. He is sufficient you know, to fulfill the promise. And so, you know, it's interesting because sometimes I think, um, you know, our problems are bigger than what God can handle. Mm. I mean, every day, you know, especially in the last several years with COVID and all the things going on and, you know, who knows, you know, anyone that might be listening to this, you know, what's going on in your personal life. You know, I have things in my own personal life and occasionally, you know, life brings anxieties and conflict and all kinds of things and it's like all right god so where are you mm-hmm. where are you in this yeah you know why why is life turning out this way how come the situation isn't meeting what i expect or even god meeting what i expect of you i think sometimes we project certain expectations on god as if somehow he is supposed to meet our expectations of him right. yeah. and abraham and sarah certainly had that i mean that's borne out in you know, 25 years of kind of waiting for the promise, waiting for God mm-hmm. to act. And God has always been El Shaddai, the Almighty. And he comes to Abraham and says, this is who I am. I am the mm-hmm. all-sufficient God, the Almighty One. And your problem is not too big for me. Yeah. I mean, this question, you know, when I hear of this, this name, the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, God Almighty, who lacks nothing, who needs nothing, but also... I mean, in combination with all of the other names, right? He sees, he cares, he, he shepherds, he guides, he is, is sovereign, he is the most high. And yet, for all of our inadequacies, we, we really do end up distrusting and not believing in his sufficiency. So when I hear, you know, this name, one of my questions is, well, why did God wait? If he is all sufficient, why did he wait nearly 25 years to fulfill his promise? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, about it? so it's a good question. It's like if something is good, why not now? Right. Why why not now? You see, if if we don't understand, we have to go back to trusting God. This is what Psalm nine ten says: Those who know mm-hmm. your name will what? Trust in you. Expect things from you. Those <laughs> who know your name will demand things of you. Mm. Those who know your name will get mad when you don't fulfill. No, those who, those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken. forsaken those who seek you. You see, our timeline and God's timeline often don't match. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see something and I think it should happen now or set an expectation now, it doesn't mean that that's God's timeline. And his timeline is perfect. He knows what we need. He knows when we need it. And ultimately, it's not even about us. It's true. It's about him. See, what does this say about God, right? So if Abraham is 20 years old and Sarah is 18, a young young married family and God comes to them, you're going to be a father of many nations, 
right? So, and they have a kid at, at 25. So what does that say about God? Well, God's the giver of life. Right. But everyone look at it and say, well, that's just supposed to happen. Right. right? There's right. nothing unusual about yeah. that. Nothing supernatural about that. That's true, right? That's that's natural. Yeah. That's, that's not that, a miracle. Right. That that doesn't that doesn't put the the emphasis on God. Mm-hmm. That's the emphasis on a healthy young couple. Mm-hmm. But God chose a man who was 75 years old, whose wife was 65, and they were already basically beyond childbearing age. Right. Not too many 60-year-olds no. giving birth. Yeah, not, you know, people in their 70s who are childless. Mm. And, and that's who God chose. He chose, mm. he chose an older man, an older woman who are childless and said, you, you're the ones through whom I'm going to rescue and redeem mm. the world. Wow. And you're going to be blessed through that. See, where, where, is the, where does the glory come from mm. in that situation? And they're thinking, okay, well, you know what? We're, we're old, but I can still get out of a chair by myself, right? <laughs> I can still function on my own. Mm-hmm. God says, great. We're going to wait 25 <laughs> more years. Right. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, so, and, and that's part of what is drawn out when you read Genesis. It's like, all right, how about now? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. How about now? No, not yet. Well, how about now? Not yet. So now he's going to be 100 years old. She's going to be 90. And honestly, anyone that reads that, and even for Abraham and Sarah themselves, they, I mean, Abraham laughs like, yeah, it's, it's, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're, we're done. See, now God gets the glory. Now the emphasis mm-hmm. is where it should be on El Shaddai, God Almighty, who's the all-sufficient one. To me, when I hear this story, I think, one, you're absolutely right. I mean, God waited on purpose. It, there was intention behind that. But also he's called Father Abraham. I mean, he is the icon, the beacon for God's people. And I hadn't thought of that. Like, what if God had chose a young couple for this? Then maybe Israel wouldn't be as impressed with their God, with their Yahweh, that, okay, yeah, yeah, like you said, they're 20 or even 30, maybe 40s. But this is a, a straight-up miracle. Yeah, this is, this is a supernatural birth mm-hmm. by a God who operates in supernatural ways. That's why he comes to him and he says, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. There is mm-hmm. no problem too mm-hmm. big for me to handle. There's nothing in your life that I can't do, that I can't fix, mm-hmm. that I can't redeem, that I can't uh, recreate. Mm-hmm. So just because you and your wife are barren, not a problem for me because I'm El Shaddai. I'm mm-hmm. God Almighty. Now, what does that do to Abraham and Sarah's faith in El Shaddai? Right. Yeah. I mean, that. Well, I guess at that point, you know, God makes another promise, a, a bigger promise, right? You're not just going to be many people. You're going to be the father of nations. Yeah, and kings are going to come from you. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's bigger than the previous yeah. promise. Yeah, see, it was never about Abraham and Sarah. Hmm. It was always about God. And this is where I think sometimes we are mistaken when we think that life is about us and that somehow mm-hmm. God is subject to us. And this was sort of the focus of El Elyon, the God Most High. You know, he's, he's the God who is Most High, not the God that we can manage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about him, not about us. We worship him, not right. him worshiping us. He wants to do all kinds of things in and through our lives. But do we see him as El Shaddai, the, the all-sufficient one? Or do we think he's the deficient God because he's not mm-hmm. operating according to our timetable? Or he's not giving us according to our expectations mm. or our wants. 
Right. Well, that's another great point. Like God doesn't have needs. So what can mankind give God? Right. I mean, we are not sufficient, but he is all sufficient. So even the thought of us trying to, you know, like, oh, God needs this or God is not complete unless people do this. Like that's, that's not true. You know, he is all sufficient. And what an encouragement to me. I mean, with all these names, they go hand in hand. Like if I had to pick an ideal friend, <laughs> you know, I pick all these attributes. I want my friend. Well, I mean, I guess I can't say all powerful or the most high, but if I could pick someone who saw me, who is sufficient, who's, you know, those needy friends that kind of just drain you. I mean, mm-hmm. all these Someone qualities. who knows what I need when I need it. Yeah. Who's caring, loving, Someone merciful. who sees me when I'm hurt and, and, and wants to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one who actually wants to be in a relationship with me. Mm. That's not, I mean, you know, the fact that God wants a relationship with us and that, that statement itself is so amazing. We often have this inflated view that, well, of course, I, you know, why wouldn't God? I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> right. all that. Hair flip. I'm yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Why, why couldn't? But if we take an honest look at ourselves, sometimes, it probably for many times, we don't even like ourselves. Mm. When, we, when we're at night and all alone, we look in the mirror, look into our own heart. We don't even like what we see, which is why our culture and our world's always trying to re-image ourselves so that people will like us, will appreciate us, will see us, will want us, will want a, a relationship with us. Hmm. God's like, yeah, here I am. I, I'm extending myself to you. I want you to know me. I know you. I want you to know me. Here I am. No, that's great. I yeah, I appreciate you taking time and sharing and just so grateful that God is the all-sufficient one who needs nothing and yet who, who gives everything to his, to his people. I mean, I, it's one thing to be all-sufficient. It's something else to be all-sufficient and care about those who are insufficient. Yeah, that's incredible. Any other closing thoughts on, on this series or this name? Yeah, well, just, you know, some just closing questions. You know, as we've going, been going through all these names of God, you know, how, how is your your picture of God or your perspective of God been shaped or changed. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we think we started way back at the beginning, um, A.W. Tozer in his book, Knowledge of the Holy, the very mm-hmm. first line in the very first chapter says that what comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you because all of your beliefs, your perspectives, your values, your view of yourself, your view of right and wrong, your view of history, your view of our future, meaning and purpose, all of that, rests upon our understanding or perspective of who or what we believe God to be. So one of the questions is how has your perspective of God been shaped or, or changed mm-hmm. or, or, or enhanced, you know, mm-hmm. through this? You know, which name of God has been the most meaningful? You had shared that a little bit, you know, with uh, Jehovah Sidkenu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and each, each one for me, like El Shaddai, can God supply what it is that I need? Is he sufficient? to supply mm. that today in my mm-hmm. life, whether I'm depressed, whether I am hurt relationally, whether I'm having some kind of uh, situational difficulty, right. you know, financial um, crisis, even just yeah. family problems. Yeah. You know, is, is he sufficient? Mm. Um, yeah. Cause he says to Abraham, this is who I am. I am, a, I'm El Shaddai, the almighty, the sufficient one. So these are just some of the questions, you know, just to, to think about and, really to ask ourselves as we get to know God. Psalm 910, those who know your name will trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And part of my prayer for anyone that's listening is that you would truly want to get to know God and to seek him. 
He mm. says he will never forsake those that, that want to get to know him. He knows us. He wants us to get to know him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Puma or Dr. Slippy. For those who <laughs> don't know why he's called Puma. Uh, yeah, I, I've really loved these names. And even though I'm familiar with them, just going over them again, it just, yeah, it wrecks me a little bit more <laughs> in a good way of just how awesome God is, how powerful, how loving, how sufficient, how holy, how caring he is. And we have every reason to trust him. You know, we really can trust in him because he really does. Mm -hmm. He really does care about us. Well, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. Uh, we just so appreciate your guys' uh, you know, feedback and even some of the emails we've got. Thank you for that. And yeah, if you have any questions, please email us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear some of your questions or even just thoughts about this. And I yeah, just appreciate your guys' connecting with us and us connecting with you. It's been great. It's been, been a lot of fun. fun. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>